The world we live in is a corrupting influence. God calls followers of Jesus to come apart from the world. Today on Drawing Near, we hear the call of God for all believers to walk in the light of Christ. So open your Bibles and turn to Ephesians 5, verses 6 through 14, as we are challenged to learn what pleases the Lord. Before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the light that is in Jesus Christ, a light that does not find its source in us, but rather we reflect the light of Christ, like the moon reflects the light of the sun. We pray, Father, that we will draw near to Christ, that we will look into Christ, follow him, so that that light might shine brighter in this world. We thank you that you've called us out of darkness into the light. Now I ask, Father, that you would help us to have our eyes open further, that we may see the deceptions around us, discern the truth, and walk that path that Christ has called us to walk. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 6 through 14, we read, Let nobody deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, God's wrath comes on the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be sharers with them. For you were at one time darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live like children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. But all things being exposed by the light are made visible. For everything made visible is light. And for this reason it says, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. In today's passage, the Holy Spirit through Paul continues to command believers to live righteously rather than sensually in the world. In verse 6, Paul says, Let nobody deceive you with empty words, for because of these things God's wrath comes on the sons of disobedience. We should always remember that sin has consequences. Not just consequences in this world or natural consequences. You do something bad, you get slapped, you get punished, you suffer difficulty in relationships. Sin has consequences before God in eternity. That's why Paul says in verse 6, For because of these things, God's wrath comes on the sons of disobedience. And he's referring back to the sexual immorality, the impurity, the greed, the way that we talk that is ungodly and worldly and sinful, harmful to other people. God's wrath, not just his anger, his wrath, his judgment is coming on the sons of disobedience. There are only two groups of people in this world, the follower of Christ and those the Bible calls by many different terms, the sons of disobedience. Now, he's not just talking about men here. This is a broad term, just like the word humanity or mankind. It's not a term a lot of people like today because it has this gender association. But God's wrath is coming because of sin in the world. 
and it's coming on those who are disobedient to God. Many people in this world do not like it, but we are called. We must be obedient to God in order to have a relationship with him and eternal life. Now, that doesn't mean through our obedience we earn salvation. No, rather, when we are saved, now through the work of God in our lives, through his grace and his power, we can live in fellowship with him, striving to be obedient to him. We can see this further in this passage. But before we go beyond verse 6, the world around us would deceive us. They would tell us there is no God, or there are no consequences, or there is no right or wrong. Or right and wrong is based on how you feel. What's right for you is wrong for them, and what's right for them is wrong for you. But there's no absolute right or wrong. That's what they would try to say to you, that you can live with someone outside of marriage. It's okay. That's deception. Or you can do this. God doesn't care. That's a lie. And people say that all the time. People say God's more concerned about your happiness. Just do what makes you happy. That's a lie of the devil. We need to understand there are vain, empty words being spoken all the time around us that are telling us to disregard what God's Word says. We should not do that. We must not do that. So in verse 7 it says, Therefore do not be sharers with them. Do not participate in the deeds and the behaviors and the attitudes of the sons of disobedience. They're going to experience God's wrath. Verse 8 says, For you were at one time darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. There was a time when we walked as the sons of disobedience, when we were lost, when we were in darkness, stumbling around, unable to see clearly. We were deceived with empty words from the devil and from this world. We bought into all of their lies. But then the gospel came, and we trusted Christ as our Savior, and we began following him. We were at one time darkness, but now we are the light in the Lord. We reflect his light. We can see we have been illuminated, enlightened. Verse 8 finishes, live like children of light. If you've come out of darkness, don't live in darkness. If you've come into the light, live like children of light. For the fruit of light, verse 9, consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. To me, it's one of the most obvious things in the world. I would rather live in goodness, righteousness, and truth than in sexual immorality, impurity, and greed. Now, there are a lot of people that you can talk to today who openly will say they would rather not live in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Their response what fun or what profit is that? They do not have an eye on eternity. They do not have an eye on the judgment seat of Christ. If you are a believer, you have been called to live like a believer, like a child of light. Therefore, you have been called to live in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Verse 10 further says, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. That's our aim. 
We have a Savior and a Lord who died on the cross to save us from our sins. We are grateful for that forgiveness, for coming into the light, for the truth that has set us free. He has broken the bondage to sin. Now we must try to learn what is pleasing to Jesus, our Lord, our Master. How hard are we trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord? How important is it to you and I to learn what is pleasing to the Lord? Verse 11, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Now, we've already heard we're not to be deceived by empty words. The wrath is coming. Now we're being told that we're not even to participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Darkness is not just a sphere. Darkness is where unfruitful, immoral, sinful things occur. We're not to participate, but rather we're to expose them. We're not to participate. We're to walk as children of light, live like children of light, but we're also to expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. We're to call sin, sin. That doesn't mean we're to be hateful, spiteful, or bigoted towards sinners. We are sinners saved by grace. We were in no position to throw stones. It's only by God's grace we're saved. It's only by His enlightening work through the Spirit and the Word that we were able to live like children of light. We cannot take any credit, so we cannot feel superior to any sinner. But we are to expose sin. Why are we to expose sin? Because we want people to avoid God's wrath that's coming on the sons of disobedience. We want them to come into the light, to live like children of the light. We want them to bear the fruit of light that consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. We want them to be saved, have eternal life, be forgiven. So we must call sin, sin. Besides just coming out of darkness, we must expose the darkness. We must shine in the darkness. And if we shine in the darkness, the deeds of darkness will be exposed. In verse 12, for the things they do in secret are shameful even to mention. There are many Christians and there are many pastors who are very, very crude in their description of sin. They're vivid. We don't need to do that. The truth of the matter is people know what sin is. People know what shameful behavior is. We don't have to go into illicit detail in describing it. It's a shameful thing even to mention the deeds done by those in darkness. We need to be ashamed that we were associated with it. We need to be embarrassed by it, not just our behavior, but the behavior of those around us. We need to shy away, distance ourselves. But so many Christians walk side by side with those who are doing the most reprehensible things. It's shameful. But all things being exposed by the light are made visible. We are to expose the sin. We are to shine in darkness. And the light of Christ coming from our lives will expose the deeds of darkness. And prayerfully, hopefully, individuals will see the light of Christ 
and turn to Christ by faith. Then this passage closes in verse 14 with this verse. Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That is a call to repentance and salvation. It's also a description of the lost people around us. They are asleep. They're in darkness. They're not awakened to the truth of God's word, to the reality of their sinful condition. They're asleep, and God calls them to awake, to rise from the dead. We are dead in our sins and trespasses prior to trusting Christ. Arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. If you have trusted in Christ, praise God you have been awakened. You have gotten up. You have risen from the dead, and Christ is shining on you and in you. You are no longer in darkness, but you are light. You reflect the light of Christ. We must reflect the light of Christ in all the words that we say, in all of the things that we do, in our attitudes. The light of Christ should be reflected by the expression on our face. We must be people of peace and joy, of gratitude, of hope. We are children of light. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. I don't think it's very pleasant for a lot of people to constantly hear, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin. But Father, we have a tendency to sin. And we must be called to the effort of trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord and then to bear fruit of righteousness, to live in the light. We need the call of the scriptures to obedience, to faithfulness, to purity. Help us, Father, to learn, to see, to understand that we might be pleasing to you, that we might reflect brightly the light of Christ in this world. We are surrounded by darkness, and sometimes it feels like the darkness is swallowing us up. But the darker it gets around us, the brighter even the smallest light shines. Help us, Father. Be pleased in what you see in us. We thank you for your truth, being able to understand your truth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.